You can meet and hear journalists Mark and Molly Hemingway, LCMS President Matt Harrison, San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni, Pastor Peter Bender of the Concordia Catechetical Academy, and Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference Friday, June 16th and Saturday, June 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. For more information, visit issuesetc.org or call 618-223-8385.
A reading from John chapter 8. So Jesus said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself, since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come? He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, 
and that I do nothing in my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the, the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks, Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, but now Let us pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Where I am going, you cannot come. These words spoken to me as a young boy were devastating. They would be upon the lips of my father, my grandfather, uncle, or one of my older brothers. And the message was clear. I wasn't old enough, wasn't strong enough, wasn't tall enough. The job was too serious, too difficult, too dangerous. I had to stay behind with the women, with my younger brother. For me, what the older men in my family did was an enigma, some secret knowledge, something that made you a man. It was a rite of passage, or so I thought. But as I grew up and did get to come along, what I found was that the work was difficult and dangerous, and that the joy of being able to come along was quickly eclipsed by the fact that I was inept and awkward at doing any of the tasks for the day. And now, I'm the one speaking those same words to my young nephews who stay behind with wetted faces while their father and I go off to do dangerous work. And what I've come to realize is that it's not simply a matter of ability, but of responsibility. What needed to be done was part of the office that each of those men had. It was not a right, but a duty to an office. Now, in today's text, what do the Jews, these Pharisees, think about Jesus as he speaks these words? Where I am going, you cannot come. These words bring responses of mockery. Who does this Galilean think he is? If we will die in our sin seeking him, what deadly place is this where he is going? The Pharisees don't see anything remarkable that suggests they can't follow him. But when Jesus says, I'm going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. And later, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am, ego a me, 
You will die in your sins. He's telling them exactly where they are wrong. He's telling him that where he goes that they can't. It's not simply a matter of ability, but about who he is and what office he holds. His office is tied to his very nature, and it is not one of degree, but of unique kind. It is the very fact that he is the I am. And what is their response? Who are you? As if I am was not enough to explain who he is. No wonder they would die in their sin trying to seek him. Not all seek Christ legitimately. The idea of seeking here is to search the scriptures for the truth. And yet, these Pharisees have read so much of themselves, so much of their keeping the law into their Bibles, that there is no longer room for Christ in the text. Sounds like a modern problem. Remove the Word made flesh out of the written Word, and you will die in your sin, because you will miss the point. And what is that point? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know that I am ego me, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. For I always do the things that are pleasing to him. We see here a glimpse of this mystery of the Trinity. For Jesus says, I am. But then says that he speaks not on his own authority. But as the Father has taught him. This man standing in front of them is the eternally begotten of the Father. And how is this to be known to them? By him going to the place where they are not able to go. In fact, they put him there. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. In their rage and frustration to make sense of the fact that the long-promised Messiah was in fact standing right in front of them. They would see him hoisted up on some bloody, knotty, gruesome Roman scaffold made from timbers no carpenter would want. And there, on the cross, they would finally see. And we truly see. We see that he was sent by the Father, that he is doing the Father's will. The Father is with him. And that because he is the I am, only he could go there. 
Where he was going, we could not come. The cross is that exalted spot of the Son of God. Those scrubby timbers are his throne. And who can sit on that throne but Christ himself? Who can do the difficult and dangerous work of carrying away our sins? Now this is not the only place in John's Gospel where Jesus says, where I am going, you cannot come. He said it once to the Jews earlier, and he would say it again to his disciples in that upper room. And it is in that upper room that we really see why we cannot come. Peter wanted to come. Like an eager young Daniel, he thought he was ready to lay his life down for Jesus. But that was not his place. The very Son of God had to be the one. He's the only one able to break through death's walls. The citadel of death. He would go through death to life, and in doing so would prepare abiding places in the Father's house. There would be a time to follow him in death. But this would be for a different reason and in a different office. Now, in my adulthood, there is perhaps a bit more understanding that some jobs are left to those appointed to them, and that there is no hidden secrets about manhood, that the dangerous work is left for those uniquely qualified. And in line with that, I can do nothing but give thanks and praise to my Lord, who went to the cross, to his exalted throne, where he blazed a path from life to death, taking all our sins with him, even that sinful pride that wants to do it myself. And that is his word, that word that is rich in showing the truth that was spoken into my ear, poured over my infant head, and placed upon my lips so that I too may join him. Christ continues to go to places that we cannot come. His word penetrates that dark mire of the human heart, the depths of human sin and suffering. And he goes there and he gives them forgiveness, faith, comfort, and life. And if I had to do that task on my own, I would screw it up. It would be just as bad as my boyhood days when I was finally invited along. Thanks be to God that it is not my word that must enter the ear and stir up faith, but his word that can go there and turn that sinful stone heart into a living heart and give it life. Life that only comes by Jesus Christ our Lord, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit be glory and honor, power and dominion, ever one God, world without end. Amen.
prayers remember the family of Trudy Boehning, a longtime secretary of the seminary who has died in Christ. Let us pray. O oh God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord God, Heavenly Father, receive our humble thanks for all your mercies granted to our sister Trudy during her earthly life, especially for calling her by the gospel and sustaining her in the true faith until her departure. Comfort those who mourn her death with the hope of the glorious resurrection and a happy reunion in heaven. Help us to remember that we are mortal, that we may ever prepare ourselves to fall asleep in faith and finally receive the glory promised to all who trust in your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord Almighty bless us and direct our deeds, days and our deeds in his peace. Amen.